Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans. Welcome back to another episode of All Turns, No Breaks with your boy Front Row Kenny and Wait a Minute. Yeah, the intro is a little bit different this time around. It's not exactly Renee, obviously. It's your boy Front Row Kenny <laughs> doing the intro this time. Renee was at EDC this weekend that was actually held at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. It's a huge, huge event. If you haven't heard of it, I would definitely advise you to look it up. It looks like a crazy time. My friend Lucia was also out there in Las Vegas taking on the festivities, so I'm sure she as well is recovering as I record this on a Wednesday morning, a very muggy Wednesday morning in Charlotte. Um, but obviously, we usually talk about our weekends and what happens on our weekends. And frankly, I don't really have much to say on my weekend. But to start this podcast, I really can't go without even saying this. And this is an unfortunate thing. I know you guys come here to listen to us to talk about racing and everything else and kind to you know escape from everything else right I get that 100% but I feel like I can't go without saying it um what happened in Uvlad Texas on Tuesday um unfortunately um at least a dozen there's been different reports on the numbers and everything else in between but um kids were unfortunately killed at Robb Elementary down there in Texas and I just want to say right off the bat um this does hit a little bit harder for me in some aspects because one, my mom works at a school and so does my girlfriend as well. Um, my best friend's mom works at the school we went to all of our life um, from elementary to high school. So, um, you know, when things like this happen, it just rattles me the fact that it's still a common thing that we even have to discuss and even have to talk about on a day to day basis in this country, let alone just what maybe so what a week and a half ago and Buffalo at a supermarket and also in California at a church, right? You know, these things just keep repeating over and over again. And, you know, just like Steve Curry said in his interview before the, before game five, I believe it's like, when does this, you know, when does this stop? When does it come to an end? Right. That's what everyone wants to know. And I am in the same ballpark and, thinking, just wondering, what is it going to take? I have no clue. Um, obviously, I'm an aviation bluff, and during the time of 9-11 and how things really changed security so quickly, I really do wish there was some way that they could do the same exact thing for you know gun control in this country because I shouldn't have to be worried about my mom or anybody I know that works at a school and have to have that in the back of my thought, and let alone if, I was have kids one day, same thing. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, nothing in this world is 100% safe. That's the 100% facts. But I don't think I even really thought too much of that, even as a kid, you know, middle school, high school, you know, thinking of things like that. Not at all. Obviously, things have happened. Um, but the rate that it's happening is just absolutely unbelievable. And I just really do hope at some point there is something that changes my real thought on it hasn't really changed since Sandy Hook, which is almost 10 years, it was almost 10 years ago. Um, some of those kids are, that did survive are just getting ready to go to high school, which is um, a story in itself. And also one thing I said roughly 10 years ago, and as a high schooler, like, man, I frankly don't know 
what will change per se if we have a situation like that again with kids in a school i don't know how that's not the the line to draw i'm i'm not quite sure um what more i can even say i don't really have that many words outside of what i just spoke for the last three minutes or so but it just had to be said and just want to say hearts go out to everyone out there um dealing with that time right now but um there are a lot of more things more important than racing and obviously we're still getting to the racing side of it um but yeah just had to say that real quick um well as you know as we continue with this episode the first thing normally we talk about the top 10 we always go in and talk about the top 10 each and every episode but to be quite frank with the all-star race it's almost no point of really mentioning the top 10 and to be quite uh, to be quite honest the only two notable things out of that entire lineup was literally first place and second place Ryan Blaney obviously took home the one million dollars and he won the all-star race Denny Hamlin came home in second now this was not mired without any type of controversy right of course but unfortunately we had that level of controversy in the all-star race so if you didn't watch and you have no idea what's happened which I'd be surprised given the reactions of many people on Twitter um, on the night of the race was that Ryan Blaney took the checkered flag but all the, there was a rule stating that if a caution comes out before the checker drops, you know, they have to re-rack them and do it again and go into overtime, so to speak, right, in this situation. So, at first, we got Ryan Blaney coming across, and they threw the checker flag. But when you went back to the replay, the caution lights came on before he even crossed the start-finish line. So, with that being said, based upon that rule, which apparently was stated before the race and was a known thing beforehand, um they decided to actually not give him the win initially. So it was a bad, that was bad already as it is. It was a pretty bad um, goose egg, if I might say. That's the nicest way I can say it. But that had a lot of people in confusion. I'm sure some people didn't know the rule. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, honest to God, did not know that was the rule this time around. I really had no clue. Now, that wasn't the only problem. Obviously, when anybody wins a race, nine times out of ten, you take down your window net and you get ready to celebrate and you do everything you want to do, right, as a driver. However, Blaney couldn't get his window net up, which for obvious reasons, if you guys don't know, it is extremely hard to get those things to actually come up, especially at at speed, like how they were, you know, how fast they go as it is. But it's also very hard to, you know, fasten that up. And honestly, I think it's impossible to do that as a driver especially while driving, that doesn't really, um, that really doesn't help that situation, but yeah, so now, why is that a problem? Well, obviously, when they re-racked him, um, Blaney did not go down to pit road, nor did NASCAR let him go down to pit road to put his window net up. Now, obviously, in the, in the past, there have been mistakes made by NASCAR and drivers themselves, like, you know, Mark Martin thought he had won a race and didn't realize that it was another lap left, and no, he didn't get the win for it. Um, he lost that race, right? You know, I've seen something similar in sports cars where the driver accidentally hit the pit uh, rev limiter and he lost the race at the line, right? Those things do happen. Now, I think given the fact that this was, number one, this is an exhibition race. It doesn't count for any points or anything. I think they really could have just let him go on pit road, fix his window net, bring him back down because initially this was their mistake, not necessarily Blaney's mistake in this in this case, Right. Um, I think they could have just put him down pit road, boom, got that done, and we could have just done overtime, and it would have been a whole lot safer. Now, 
the unsafe factor in that entire thing was, well, like Denny Hamlin expresses big time frustration about this was, well, when we're going that hard on a restart, if I hook him and he wrecks and he hits the wall, now what are the odds of something flying into, you know, flying into the cockpit? Because those things can happen, right? You know, you don't know what direction a piece of debris is going to go when you wreck a car. Not always. Somebody can hit another one and, you know, whatever else can happen in that trajectory can effectively get inside the car. And then we have a driver who is either fatally injured or critically injured, right? You can have two of those things happen. So I can understand the frustration from Denny on that one because, look, at the end of the day, if we're preaching safety this, safety that, then we have to make sure that all of our drivers are safe as possible at all times. Obviously, the sport is dangerous in its own regard, but safety has gone so far in the last oh so, you know, 20, 30 years, right, um, that we have some benefits that drivers of the past did not have. So we need to make sure we take full advantage of them. But, yeah, Denny was absolutely right. I don't think he was wrong whatsoever. There were fans who had to say something to him and had to make it seem like, oh, well, he's just whining. He just wanted a free win. I don't think he cared about the win. That wasn't really the care because, listen, the bottom line, I think you got to think bigger picture in this situation. If you're Denny, right, you wreck somebody in a situation like that, they get hurt whether critically or fatally, that's going to mess with you mentally, right? I think that'll mess with someone mentally for a long, long time versus, well, you know, we got into a wreck, this happened, and, you know, an accident may have happened where it could cause that while safety features are still involved, but like not by force and not knowing that if this could have just happened then this wouldn't have ever even been, you know, a thought. So again, with the window net situation, that's something that could have been solved literally right, right on the fly. So it was kind of unfortunate. The caution itself was kind of shaky given the fact that where that car was, I believe that car was pretty out of sight um, to the point where I don't think by the time they all cooled down, it wouldn't have affected anybody, but they still threw the caution, and it was late, and it caused a lot of controversy, and a lot of people obviously are not happy about that. Some people are pissed already, given the fact that um, the All-Star race is at Texas. Um, this is the fourth venue. If you guys don't know, this is the fourth venue that the All-Star race has been held at. It's also been held at, um, Brist- obviously, Texas, Bristol, Charlotte, and Atlanta are the four tracks that have ever had it. But, yeah, you know, I don't think a lot of fans were even happy from the get-go to have Texas as the all-star race is a gigantic um <laughs> a guy gigantic oval for one on its own but also something that has had a lot of change um over the last couple years and to be honest the change really hasn't done them any justice i just personally i've never really been a fan um of texas that much as a as a from a fan perspective but you know the all-star race should be fun as can be right I think that's what everyone has been going for ever since 1986 when it first got introduced, right? That's all it was for. It was for the star, it was for the stars, the winners, the champions of NASCAR at the time. But I think like the even bigger issue is that I think the prestige of it really has died. Like I mean, I think it has died down tremendously. I don't think at the current state of the All-Star race it's even worth having the event and you can quote me on that and say whatever but I don't think this event should even continue anyway I think you can scrap it and leave it as is I feel like it's kind of watered down I mean when you think about it almost half basically half the field makes the main event right I think at the end of the day if it was to continue and you want to do something with it I don't know maybe take 
maybe take the round of 16, even though that's still quite a bit, or even just the round of 12 drivers and take them for the all-star race and just use them for that weekend and bring nobody else and just call it a day and then just bring it back to Charlotte. Like, I don't think it's necessary to have this event in Texas either. I don't think it really personally from what you could see on TV doesn't sell that well. I mean, you know, Marcus Smith mentioned that sales had gone up tremendously, quote unquote, for whatever it's worth for the all-star race and that people on Twitter were just complaining. And, you know, the people that were in the stands actually had more fun than the people did that were at home, which is, you know, kind of a, a promoter's thought and a promoter's mindset versus the consumer's mindset who was like, well, look, this product wasn't really good. It didn't really put on a great of a show anyway. So why are we still going here and why are we still doing this? You know, obviously we know the reason why it is at Texas due to the Coda agreement and all that stuff happening. But I don't know, man. I just think if you are going to continue the all-star race, I think the venues need to be rotating. And I don't think if, I don't think it needs to be Texas for one. I, I would be all game for anywhere else but there. Um, Bristol seems cool, but I think the thing we learned from Bristol was that short runs at Bristol aren't exactly the best. I think that track is more suited for when you have a long run, but a short 125 lap race or whatever it was at the time, um, it's not long. Like at Bristol, that's not very long um, versus where, you know, Charlotte, the track is going to change quite a bit, for example, from the sunset all the way into the evening when it's dark and depending on the time, you know, depending on the day of the week, you know, sometimes it was very hot at night. Sometimes it was a lot cooler than it was during the daytime. Right. So, you know, it's a variety of things that could have happened um, that can, oh, excuse me, that can happen um, for the all-star event if you want it to continue. But to be honest with you, like I said, it has just become too watered down in terms of how many people enter um, the venue so far, at least in the last two years, just not a big fan of it. it just doesn't really put on a, a really fun show, in, in my opinion, and quite a few others. But I think it is really time to either reinvent the wheel and say, okay, either we're going to keep this thing on for however long, or we're just going to scrap it and let it be. I mean, let's. this is also just very ill-timed. So the NFL is actually thinking about eliminating the Pro Bowl, which, again, that is a game even myself as a person who enjoys football. I probably haven't sat down willingly to watch a Pro Bowl in roughly, mm, I'll say give or take like 10, 12 years. Just not very entertaining anymore. I mean, you know, I already know there is money on the line and, you know, bonuses to set in the third. But also more players these days are thinking more about, well, am I really going to blow my am I really going to blow my knee out? in the Pro Bowl, instead of trying to long, you know, create longevity for myself in the NFL from the rest of my career, or am I going to go hard for this one game that's going to give me, it's going to give me a nice check, but at the end of the day, I can't keep making those checks if I blow my knee out or do, or tear an ACL or do whatever in an All-Star game. I think, like, that's, like, the real um, draw to that one. The NBA All-Star is fine. It seems okay. It seems like it's still a cool, a cool event the way they do it now. They've changed, again, they've made some changes to it to make things a little bit different, and they've been enjoyable so far. Um, MLB All-Star is what it is. I still fairly enjoy it because I'm a baseball fan, niche thing, but I doubt that thing is going away anytime soon. But, you know, I think this is just like one of those times where as much as we thought or as much as NASCAR thought about redoing the schedule and putting it together, I think this is just one of those events where you got to think, okay, is it really worthwhile for us to continue 
to do this all-star event. It's, I don't know. I don't, I personally just don't think it's even worth it at this point. It's, it's just gotten too watered down. I, I don't, I just don't think it's a, a thing we have to continue. If we are again, just do something different. Let's do something cool. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know how possible this is. Obviously I'm sure logistics are a lot, but what if you raced it on the Char- What if you raced it in Uptown Charlotte, right past the Hall of Fame somewhere, or something of that nature? Or what if you, what if you even raced it on the dirt track, which is literally in everyone's backyard? I think also the other defense I have for, um, or criticism more so to say, I have for the All Star races. Well, we look at the schedule out of what thirty eight weeks. Like, there's not very many times where they're home, or where they don't have to fly anywhere. You know, two times a year, you're in Charlotte, right? You know, for the 600 this upcoming weekend and for the Roval. Otherwise, you're on the road every single week with only like maybe one bye week, I think, this year. That's it. Just one. So, you know, it's already tough enough on these teams and on these schedules. So, uh, yeah, I think there's just some more things that could definitely be carved out and be done. But, uh, yeah, I guess uh, this is going to be a rather short episode. I didn't plan for it to be very long anyway. Uh, you guys will hear from Renee in his predictions and also a little bit of an explanation of his weekend during his predictions. So, um, you guys will definitely enjoy that, but you know, that's just all my thoughts on the all-star race. I just think it's something that can change or either be eliminated one or the other. I don't really, I'm more so on the side of eliminate it and just get, get it done and get rid of it. Um, cause I almost feel the same way about the clash at some times. Like there are just some moments I'm like, man, this thing is a waste of time. Um, because they keep making it, making rules just to make enough cars. I mean, if it's 10 cars out there, like it used to be back in the day, that's fine. Like let those people be the ones. And if 20 cars make it one year, oh, that's cool. That's, that's great. You had a real crazy competitive year. If such, such happens, like, you know, different elements, but yeah, you know, some of these exhibition races, you could kind of feel like they've just been super watered down at this point, but Um, I guess with that being said, it is time for some predictions. So with that being said, we're going to do it a little bit different. Renee, who you got? It's time for race predictions. Hey guys, this is Renee from All Turns No Breaks right here giving my predictions for Charlotte Motor Speedway. All right, here we go. Right off the bat, I am going to go with Denny Hamlin as my main pick. Now, My alternative pick actually is going to go with Alex Bowman. That's right. I'm going to go with Alex Bowman as my alternative pick. Denny Hamlin is my, is my, excuse me, Denny Hamlin is my main pick. Those are my picks. I'm sticking with them. And more importantly, I want to give a shout out to Kenny for doing his own thing today, handling it all by himself. Thank you, Mr. Kenny. I uh, was on my way back from EDC and I needed a couple of days to recover. <laughs> and um, for all of our uh, All Turns No Breaks fans, uh, if you don't know what EDC is, you can Google it. Uh, it's too much to uh, <laughs> too, too much to explain, uh, but it's Electric Daisy Carnival. It happens right there in Las Vegas at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. And I can tell you, you know, from from being a NASCAR fan and uh, uh, being a huge raver that goes to these raves. Uh, a lot, especially uh, in Las Vegas, you know, walking in uh, to the Las Las Vegas Motor Speedway, uh, it's it, it's it's just mind boggling because you're walking into a festival, but at the same time, you know, it's you know uh, Las Vegas Motor Speedway, one of my favorite uh, places to go to 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 watch NASCAR, and um, you know, to be able to do that. 
uh, either way, whether it's, you know, to dance or to watch, you know, uh, racing, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Anyway, Kenny, thank you for uh, uh, taking over the reins today. Let me recover. And all fans of All Turns No Breaks, I will see you next week. I got I got to say this to Renee all the time. Like, every time he talks about his weekend, it always beats mine no matter what I do. I don't know. Maybe I got to go on some vacation somewhere nice this year just to beat one of his weekends at some point because, man, EDC sounds crazy. I'm not really into that exact type of music, so to speak, but, you know, I'll be down to experience it. <laughs> you know, try something different and do something different. But, of course, it is time for my predictions for the Coca-Cola 600 as we enter the greatest day in motorsports. It is Christmas for race fans. My God, we've got Monaco, the Indy 500, and, of course, to close out the even, the Coca-Cola 600. It's going to be a jam-packed day all your racing fans if you know them and guess what they probably not gonna pick up the phone they probably not gonna answer your text because that's exactly what they're doing watching everything so start your morning off for monaco midday with indy and the evening with nascar so yeah it'll be real fun but this is the longest race of the year and i have got to give it to a veteran on one of these because i feel like these races are incredibly tough to win um let alone we don't know how well these cars will obviously handle in these situations, especially from a mechanical as- aspect. Uh, this will be one of the longest races um, for sure they're going to take on. So my pick is going to be Martin Truex Jr. He has won at Coke 600 before, and you know about that one that he won. He absolutely took the entire field to the woodshed. <laughs> and for my alternative pick, I am actually going to go with Alex Bowman to take it home. So those are my picks. I'm sticking with them. And usually I say what say you, Renee, but he's already told you guys what's going on. But thank you guys for listening to another episode of All Turns No Breaks. Make sure you guys are following us on Twitter at Turns No Breaks. You can follow me on Twitter at Front Row Kenny. You can also follow Renee at It's Renee Garcia on Twitter as well. And thank you guys for listening as always. And hope you guys have a great weekend. Happy Memorial Day weekend. And we out. Even though Renee ain't on here, y'all know how I'm going to say it, especially for this weekend. I know y'all going to be having good food, and I know y'all going to be drinking. Make sure y'all stay hydrated. Peace. Thanks so much for tuning in. 